You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. This is the Atlanta Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. And we are coming to you right here on Sportsman's Nation, and we are on the hunting podcast. Hopefully some of you guys have came over from the Habitat, and we are on the hunting podcast where we talk specifically hunting strategies, gear reviews, and all things hunting and not so much Habitat. So, we want to cover one of the things that we really like, and we're going to do a gear review today, and it's not your typical gear review we will cover some of the key features but we're going to talk to you specifically on how we successfully use this product um, to where we can punch more tags and and uh and specifically the redneck soft-sided blinds both the ghillie and the traditional um, camo deluxe camo deluxe blind so these are awesome blinds I, I i absolutely love these blinds and uh i think there's a lot of ways that we can use them that we use them and I, and I don't see a lot of people using them this way or, or kind of tweaking them. And I think, I think blinds, you know, Matt, a lot of times you see them where it's just like plop it on the side of the field and be done with it. Yep. And, uh, there's ways that you can really up your game with the blinds to use them really effectively to improve your hunting strategy or improve your hunting st- success. I think of these blinds as like the more permanent, I don't even like to use the word permanent, but it's the it's the more preferred, comfortable option for, like, I know this spot's going to be good all season, but I'm, I'm not ready to say I want to put, like, a tower blind up. Yes. Like, this is, like, that perfect hybrid. There we go. A hybrid blind. Um, there's incredible amount of space in there to hunt. We, we hunt out of there, out of one of these, uh, a bunch. And it's just the two of us with chairs and we've got room to move if an animal comes across like they're just they're so comfortable there's always a shot opportunity you can always see but beyond that how are we how do we use these typically in in a, in a setup um well there's, there's a, many there's ways. a lot of many ways but before we break that down specifically if you don't know what we're talking about it's the redneck outdoors soft side 360 camo deluxe blind it's six foot by six foot um and matt you and i have hunted three people chad's joined us on a lot of hunts and it's just 
it's super easy and I, that's why you say it's that hybrid it's it's perfect between the fiberglass stand or fiberglass tower blind where when you put that up you you hope come hell or high water you don't have to move it or anything oh, yeah. it just is it's there it's in the time tested places but the soft sides are great for you know, it looks like that field that we haven't hunted much has a good pattern of deer. I keep seeing deer there. So let's take one of the soft sides in there and flop it down um, or put it on. And they come with the tower or you can put them on a trailer um, and move them around. But we like these because you can just deer are so quick to adjust to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think for multiple reasons, um, of course, yes, they're, they're camo. Um, but the one I'm looking at is, is the ghillie um addition but either way both of them have the ability to brush in vegetation around them um and and that could be in our case sometimes it's a cedar or sometimes it's um corn corn it's been johnson grass yeah a lot of johnson grass switch grass yep um but you you weave it into the blind it comes a part of it so yeah you might look at a, a picture of it um, just by itself there, um, if you're looking at the, the web page, looking it up, it's like, oh, okay, you know, I, I, I see um, a cube. Okay, it's a cube. But when you have the ability to put that brush, weave it in, um, man, that thing just is gone. It, 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 I've, I've waterfowl hunted a lot of layout blinds, um, and the, the key to that is make yourself look like just the ground lay out blind whether it's corn stubble um, just native vegetation hay field um, you want to blend in as much as you can and you're doing that by weaving that vegetation into that layout blind and that's basically the option that you have here with the ghillie blind but it's it's a vertical option and, and it comes with a steel frame it's tubular steel so you can bolt it together website says 30 to 45 35 to 45 minutes it really doesn't take long now, it takes a little bit longer than your traditional pop-up blind, but you get a lot more room, a lot more stability. You can leave it out there for months or shoot. A lot of times we'll, we'll leave the frame out there all year, but take the cover off. The cover was one of the greatest things is you can unzip it and take it off and then just put it right back on and zip it down and, and Velcro it down to where it doesn't flap in the wind. It's, um, it's solid. It is Snug. very solid, and, and it's a great wind block. It's got multiple um, layers in the cover to where even in the elements, I mean, it's water-resistant. Um, I mean, I think they say water-resistant, but it's, it might as well be waterproof because it's such a, a thick cover to where you can hunt through the elements and, and uh, out of this blind, so... I love it. It's a great option right now. They're running sale on them online. There's three ninety nine for the Camo Deluxe. It's a great little blind. Um, yeah. Now let's talk about how we use them. Well, my my first thought goes back to the scenario that played out last year um, as season was opening up there on your family farm. Yeah. Um, found a buck that was consistent and that doesn't happen that much um consistent here in the for Ozark. the Ozarks. yeah right as in he was there twice in five days <laughs> and, and we're not kidding um but it was still okay i guess i don't want to get into that whole theory of of okay just because he doesn't show up on camera doesn't mean he's not there deal but he was pretty consistent at this location at this food plot um but in years past, you guys hadn't hunted it. There was not a stand on this food plot. 
Um, it's not really a great tree. No, it, and it's that's not. where these blinds and and let's just be straight honest with people here is the fact that we grew up where I I grew up where we didn't have blinds to hunt unless we nope. built it ourselves. And that was usually the week before deer season. We're like, we need to build a blind out there. Yeah, and so brush blind. blinds weren't something that we really got to enjoy a whole lot. And so I grew up with that mindset of, ah, I don't need a blind. And so I hadn't hunted out of them a lot until um, years ago. I, I I went to a ranch and they had they had some blinds and it was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And even then, it's it's uh, I think. I haven't adjusted to using a blind a lot um, for for where I'm consistently trying to put a blind in. Now, that strategy is the fact of there's a good tree, I'm going to hang in a stand. There's not a good tree, I'm going to put a blind, and I'm not even going to hesitate about knowing no. that I'm going to have success out of it. It's kind of a, it's a, okay, I'm gun hunting, I want a blind, um, I'm, I don't have a good stand or a good tree to put a stand in i'm gonna hunt a blind i'm not even gonna think twice about it that's where we use them a lot and it's specifically in areas that's what i love about these blinds is oh i want to hunt in there and i want to hunt in there tomorrow i'm going to move a blind in one of these ghillie steel blinds or one of these uh camo deluxe and i'm going to brush it in really good and i'm not even going to worry about it i'm going to get in there and be fine exactly and so that's where we've just grown to love these blinds and 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 uh this the strategy that goes with this is just having the ability to move a blind in quick and let the deer not even have to, there's not an adjustment period. It's just, it's there and you're ready to hunt. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's the other thing about moving that we haven't really talked about is I've moved them by myself. Like they look big, um, six by six, they it's are a big, big blind, but we've been able to back up a truck right to them, um, drop the tailgate, pick up the one side, push them on and roll to the next spot like it's not a big cumbersome project i don't need a trailer um roll them up on the bed and move on um and and then we've shoot two of us carry them across fields they're not they're not like cumbersome um so if you need to make a quick move make a quick adjustment they're they're perfect for that um now you're not going to fold it up into a little carry sack and throw it over your shoulder um that's why that you know we start out with it's a hybrid but you still have the ability um like you said to hey i've got a pattern i don't have a blind up or i don't have a um stand in the right place to hunt that move one of these things in a couple days prior boom you're good to go and i think one of the biggest misconceptions with blinds is you can't bow hunt out of them (laughs) yeah and and it's and i've been that way i mean how many how many box blinds have you built or seen built where they had vertical windows? Probably not many. Um, I, I know all the ones I built did not have them. And uh, but with the with this ghillie blind or or the soft side blind is it has vertical windows, just like the fiberglass blinds, to where it's great for bow hunting and gun hunting. And I mean, there's been seasons where, or portions of the season where, specifically late season, where We've moved blind in and temperature is really bad to where we spend more time in a blind than we do a stand. Oh, easy. And there's a lot of times where I would rather be in a blind than a stand. And uh, these little ghillie blinds are great wind breaks and they're great things to just move in and brush in real quick, real quick and, and take advantage of, of a hunting pattern. So and That's the other thing. You, you mentioned the vertical windows. You can move 
the zippers up and down um, and make as big of an opening as you need um, or, or small as you need. So they're, they're versatile, versatile for that fact, um, especially if you get it up and elevated. Um, you're not going to be shooting out the, the middle height of that. You'll be shooting out basically the bottom um, because it's elevated, but you have the versatility within those windows to be able to to be able to hunt out of it effectively. And I, we've been spent a lot of time in the blind. I don't think there's um, really been a situation where I can I can say I I didn't get the shot off because of the blind. And and that's my biggest fear is is I guess in comparison to a stand where it's like okay I I can see everything. There's not like um, you know blind spots or or this is in the way like. You make a slight adjustment, move left or right, you're going to be able to find a spot to shoot out of. Oh, yeah. Um, so the design of the windows is, 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 awesome, is awesome. You know, and that's one of the biggest problems with some of those pop-up blinds is, is there are major blind spots mm-hmm. to where you have to really be on your game and really set the blind up appropriately to where you don't miss that opportunity. But I don't ever feel that way with the vertical and the horizontal windows to where... If I've got them opened up, now there may be a time where it's a blind spot and it's probably a shame on me because I didn't open up a window or a deer came in a way sure. I didn't expect it. But if I have the windows open correctly, um, I, there's not a time where I'm like, ah, I, I couldn't get a shot because it was behind a blind spot. Um, it, shame on shame on you, not the blind. Exactly, right? yes. And so that's like just those vertical and horizontal windows are perfect for bow hunting out of. Now, they have the curtain system, which is even more cool to where, and this is what we'll try to do a lot, is keep the windows closed behind you, keep the windows on the side with the curtains up, and then in the front have them open to where you can mm-hmm. shoot out of them, um, fine, but on the sides you can still see out of them, even though you don't anticipate. And since we film, it's not like a, oh, man, i got to have all these open so I can shoot. It's more of a... We got to have him open so we can get the camera and get everything set up to where, when he does step in front of the window, we're ready to go. And and to take it a step further from from filming, let's say you know I guess the fear is early season. Oh my gosh, that blind is so hot. But if you're if you have the side windows open and you have a cross breeze, um, you could still have that that screen up. And you're not, they can't see in. Like, you can still see out, but they're not being able to see all the way through. Um, so that's a huge benefit, too. Keep that blind cool, um, but still not be seen, but still see out. And one of the things with all blinds and all concealment is I don't like, I, I try to avoid hard edges. And, and that is more specific to the put it up and hunt it type situation where if you're going to put it up and hunt it same day, you try to eliminate hard edges and hard changes in the landscape. And so that's why having the ability with all these straps around the soft side blind to add brush to break up those hard edges, that's why the ghillie blind is so cool because it's naturally a soft edge. Um, that feels weird talking about a soft edge and we're not talking habitat. But um, that's a, a great thing. With the windows open, you still don't have these bold black uh, lines and and contrast you still have the soft edge with the ghillie blind or with brushing it in on the soft side so um, one of the many benefits about the redneck and uh, and going with the hunting strategy is when you add something to the landscape whether it be and i even think about this with big monster ladder stands or tripod stands is 
you put them right in a situation where the deer is going to come in less than 50 yards, they're going to see it, and there's a good chance it's going to be the first nosy doe that comes onto the field, and she's the one that's going to blow and snort and stomp and just have deer all alert because she saw something different in the landscape. That's why when you add something to it and you're trying to hunt it pretty quickly, you need to make sure you soften it up and put it into the landscape the best you can. And uh, that's that's probably my biggest advice on adding blinds during hunting season to your landscape is making sure it's not a drastic change. Yeah. And, and specifically not in a – we say this a lot with on the Habitat podcast about trying to – be in the zone or trying to be in their in their business but not totally in their business so if you're putting when you're putting blinds up we never want to put them to where it's like they're going to be walking right next to the blind it's kind of that situation where you want to be in their business but not in their business or the the other thing too is that that line of sight so if you got like a little bit of terrain you are um basically as that deer comes across the field or, or gets to a field, you're directly looking at it. You're like eye to eye with that deer. I, I can't stand that. Like, you know oh. what I mean? But like this blind, the way it breaks up, um, it's not like, oh my gosh, there's a blind. Like the deer's looking square at you. It's like, well, no, I, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm fine. So um, that that's the added, the added benefit um, of that softer edge around these blinds. And the other cool thing that they do and makes it extremely mobile um, is the trailer option for blind. So you can have a five foot stand um, and then put that stand on a trailer um, and tool it around your property, make the moves as you need to move. I've seen people, um, you know, as grain is getting harvested, they're making a progression from field to field to field um, over a couple days. You can take that blind and move it um, to those necessary fields in conjunction with the harvest. Um, or, in a, this is something, honestly, I don't think that, that we've talked about, but what you could do, um, if you know in a, in a spot that's going to be great late season, again, this is, you don't have a permanent blind set up, you don't have the option for a tree stand location, you can go ahead and plant a, a screen to a location along the field edge or whatever, get a screen established set, back this trailer in, boom, set it up, um, you've got an elevated platform, your blinds tucked into the canopy with a screen to get you in and out. Um, you could have multiple of those throughout a property um, already in place and then just drive and keep one one blind on a trailer and move it around as needed, move it in and out quick and easy. Um, I think that, does it say, I don't know what it says, but I think it brings it up five foot or close to five foot. Yes. Um, I don't think, because the options are you can put it on the trailer and, and get it up five to seven foot, whatever it is. You can put it on a actual five foot stand, um, or you can put it on a sled. Oh, that's that, true. I that's forgot another about thing about yeah. about these is you can put it on the sled, a little more affordable, um, and then you can just basically, as you would think, pull it around on the sled. Now. If there's no snow on the ground, it may sound terrible. I, I just think of the Ozarks and the all the rocks that are going to just... Yeah. Oh, it's just going to grind on those. But the sled is a great option of moving that blind around. The only benefit would be, or disadvantage to when you compare it to the trailer or the stand, is you're not as high. So that goes into 
that's one of the biggest things when you hunt from the ground. If there's a if there's a roll in the hill, or I think of the one of the places we put the blind up last year was on a little knoll, and if they were within 30 yards, it was great. But if they were 40, 45, we were going to be like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to be able to see them all the way. We mm-hmm. certainly won't be able to see their legs. And uh, so sometimes the sled may be great, and other times you may want to go more to the to the trailer or the five foot permanent stand. Um, and and that goes with you know if what we like about these is having the ability to pop them up during hunting season or move them in during hunting season. They're not as they don't disturb the animals as much, um, but it's always important to have a little bit of a caution with them and brushing them in, putting them in areas that they're they're concealed. And same thing would go with this trailer. Is if you move it in there, try to if you're going to move it into the middle of the field. Now we don't almost ever suggest putting up blinds in the middle of a field just because you have to get there and you got to walk out sometime. <laughs> you got to get out of there sometime, and hopefully it's not with deer all around you. And so um, we we put a lot of our blinds, and and that's one of the other main points in this whole podcast is is always brushing them in or putting them in an area to where they're not right out in the open especially if you're trying to hunt them the same day same week um, but also the other thing is don't put them up in the middle of the field and that goes with all hunting strategy where it doesn't matter what blind it is don't try not to put them up in the middle of the field because at some point you got to climb out of that stand you got to walk out and you do not want to alert the deer because the first night, and another thing is you don't want to have your your wife come and honk the horn and put the headlights on it. That may work work once, and that may work twice, but that may work three times. But as you do that, you just keep maybe pushing deer further and further back to where they don't get to that field before dark. And uh, that's one of the you biggest things. You might as things. well have that spotlight on you um, as you walk out from that blind like, oh, there he is, everyone, look. But here's another thing that... I love about the blind and and the and its size, the base I guess the versatility of it. Um obviously as you're looking into this blind from the outside in, um it's dark. It's black. There's a black interior around. So again, we can wear a uh, black sweatshirt, black hoodie, um black gloves and base and black. Yeah. I that's one thing I, I don't quite understand sometimes the the nece- the necessity to wear like full camo in these things. Uh, it kind of makes me laugh because like if you wear black, you you blend in really well. Um, so anyhow, but that's the thing. This blind is it's deep. Like it's six foot by six foot. And a lot of times I felt cramped in like a pop-up blind. And no matter, even if I am wearing black, there's so much light that comes through in those windows. I'm still I'm still lit on my face. Um, so I know the sun's like still getting me. It's still kind of illuminating me. But with the depth of these blinds, you can get far away from those windows and back yourself. It's almost like a black hole back in there. Um, so there's no light on your face. There's no movement. If you do need to make an adjustment as you're walking across um, your field of view, like you can do that and not feel like you're out there in the open. You're blending. You're far enough back. And that's that's another benefit to that larger size, comparatively speaking, to some of these smaller pop-ups that you're always like, feel like you're glowing in there you know what I mean? oh yes and and that's where it doesn't matter what blind you're using some of the other parts that you want to consider is don't i i love the pictures 
or, or like the photo shoots where it's a person's like face right up next to the window. Yeah. And it's like, don't, don't, who sets like that? I, I hope you don't set with your face right up against the glass or right up in the window hole and move it around and, and be looking. Set back in the blinds. And if you, if you're like, I think an afternoon sun coming in, try to either set up in your chair or squat down in your chair to where the sun is not shining right on your face or wear a face mask. But try not to make a drastic contrast between your face, your hands, your camo, or whatever it is you're wearing. Try to keep it consistently dark in the background. And you can get away with all kinds of movement in there as long as you're not making drastic changes with the lighting. And uh, you could roll out a hardwood dance floor in there, yeah, and get away with it. Put a disco ball up and yeah. everything, right, as long as you're not I, your face and the dark contrast of the blind are are two things that are you got to do something. Either hide your face, put a face mask on, or don't move a lot. But if you if you hide your face and you sit in the shadows, you can move around and take picture and do whatever you want. Dance to the YMCA. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Make sure you keep your hands. That's another thing, especially if you're bow hunting, is keep your hands covered up, wear some gloves, or don't try not to move them around a lot because you think if the moment, you move the your hand truth. closer to that window and it's not covered, you go from pitch black window, all of a sudden there's something white right out there in front of them, and, and that will definitely catch their attention. Yeah, yeah, that's the moment of truth right there. You, you've got to move to, to get a range. You've got to move to grab your bow um, and clip on a release and draw. That's a lot of movement that your hands are basically out there um, wide open. Um, so make sure you do take that extra precaution. Golly, there it is. Um, wear black gloves. Wear black paint on your hands. Yes. And, and there's a couple options that come with that. So trying to eliminate movement if you don't have face paint or hand or, or gloves on is they have, they have a bow hanger, they have a gun rest, all these things where you don't have to move as much, um, to get, to get ready for the shot. There's also, um, a camera mount option. There's also another option where if you want to run an Ozonics and uh, around your, your blind, there's a gear console to hold all your gear, your binos, your wind checker, your can of Coke, whatever it is you have with you, the gear gear console will allow you to to have plenty of accessories ready to grab at moment's notice. There's also as one of the biggest things, Matt. You and I were both sticklers with this: is noise and unnecessary oh, yeah. noise. Maybe that's an entire podcast that we devote to the unnecessary, annoying noises that hunters face, whether that be a chain of a gate or whatever it is. But <laughs> I'm, um, I'm so used to that. As many the way cattle you're, farms, you're, yeah. Cattle farms, growing up hunting cattle farms, man, my, my dad would lock one up like Fort Knox, man. And my farm is like the world's worst. It's aluminum gates with chains that just mm-hmm. wrap all the way around them. And it's like, no matter what you do, there's sound. But one is specifically is the floor of a blind, yep. um, especially a hard blind. And so if you don't have the floor cushion, you're going to make noise. And man, that's something that irritates me so much is the sound of a like a dropping of a camera battery on the floor of a blind that's not protected, where it's like, it's a drum. It just echoes in your ears. You're like, <laughs> stop ringing. And so they have a puzzle-cut foam floor that you can put in these blinds to where it's like a, I don't know, almost a half-inch thick to where it's a, it's insulation from the elements, but it's also really 
really good at um, eliminating noise and staying quiet. So yeah. if you get that blind up on the whether it's the tower blind, the five foot or or, or ten foot stand, that's a you got to have it essential. Yes. So and one of the one of the things that we have not mentioned, and I'm ashamed we haven't yet, and it's the biggest th- plus about these blinds: taking kids or new hunters. Like it's so perfect. There's room to move. You can keep them active, whether it's reading a book or something else, um, to pass the time. But there's so much room in there. You can you can literally get away with murder as as you're trying to coach a new hunter along. Um, they're comfortable again, out of the elements. Did you say literally get away with murder? I hope yeah, you didn't say that. I did. Um, you can get away with murder, as they say, um, in the blind. Literally, get away with murder, Matt says, as he's talking about <laughs> taking kids and women involved. <laughs> Come on, the, man. The, the deer, man. Yeah. The deer. Yeah. You can get away with so much movement by and, and taking new hunters into these blinds and, and getting them very close to the animals without having to really... I mean, I think about it when I was a kid learning how to hunt and going with dad. It was like... No deer came close or turkeys came close because I was moving. And when they got closer, I moved even more. So inside these blinds is a great option. And yep. and overall, these blinds are just a great benefit. Now, the dream is to own the fiberglass, but it's you can move these. I, I, Stepping stones. I, yes. It's like, uh, for me, it's like, I don't know if I want to put a permit there yet. I'll, let's stick this one there for this season, hunt it a few times, and if we feel like it's a great spot, then we'll move in a fiberglass and have a permanent stand there. Especially for an area that you think the wind might swirl a little bit. Like, this is perfect before making that big investment um, yeah. into that fiberglass. Test it with a more enclosed blind. See how the wind reacts. And if you need to make any adjustments or if you're like, yep, this worked perfect to a T, then you can move on up. Well, that's another huge benefit to the fiberglass is it is more um, scent-proof yes. than the ghillie blind. So if you set in a, put a ghillie blind up and you're like, you know, the wind was pretty consistent even though I figured it was going to swirl more, um, you uh, I can get away with this. Or you say, you know, there's a few times where I feel like if I get a fiberglass in there and, and that's one of the biggest key points of a fiberglass is not just to keep us out of the elements – but it's the fact that we can make them scent-proof and put them in some areas where we can really stretch the rope out and really kind of play the game and, and do some you get re- aggressive. really aggressive moves. And we can shut the windows up and only open them up, open them up in time for the shot. So a big benefit of the fiberglass blind. But that's a whole other podcast. This week is the soft-sided redneck blinds and uh, the ghillie option and the camo deluxe and that you can really put them in some great places, learn the farm, and then think about how you want to tag it in the future with more permanent blinds. Um, or you want to use some of these blinds and you're on a on a on more of a budget for the property, these are a great option as well because we're running a deal on them right now. And you can pick them up and have great a great little option for taking kids or be more aggressive. As we said earlier, one of the biggest advantages, we can now hunt areas where trees aren't, an option for a tree stand. So that's what we like about them. Anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. We did not do the would you rather. Oh, gosh. Would you rather own, would you rather buy a camo deluxe or a ghillie? 
I'm and, we didn't even talk about this. What? They actually have, and this was released at the ATA, but it's a burlap case. Oh my gosh, how do we forget? It's even more, and I think they're shrinking it down six inches, I think. So it's the a little height. bit yep. more for the cut cornfield type scenario. Um, it's got all kinds, and you think burlap doesn't blend. You may think this. Burlap doesn't blend in with anything, but it has so many options to where it's it's more it's it's a little bit cheaper, but mm-hmm. you can also have all these options with the gear t- or with the ties and the brush in straps to where you can brush it in where you probably don't even know it's burlap. It's just whatever the natural surroundings has, and it's got that good brown base to where it'll blend in almost anywhere. And and it's it still has that. Um, backing on that black backing, so it's not just a, a burlap. It's burlap on top of this, so you still have that ability to get away from the elements and everything. But blend in, whoo, native grass, broom sedge, cut corn, you're gone. I think of the awesome option. You know, we've got that the the cornhole set that we've got mm-hmm. to where we're gonna have half of the field in heritage blend. Yep, and corn, and then half the field in the Stratton wild game changer beans to where we're going to be able to put one of these blinds right at the break of the two and hunt that entire bean field, but then slip out through the tall heritage blend um, and never be detected. And so we're going to be able to brush in that blind. So awesome. It's going to be, it's just going to disappear. Yeah. We might, we might walk past it. It might be our favorite set. Yeah. Um, so it will, be, it will be really good, though, for it sure. It will be, and we're very excited about it. And uh, and, and the great thing is that that's kind of that benefit of sh- should I get a tower, should I not get a tower. In that scenario, I'd rather not have a tower because I want to be down in the cover. Um, now there's times where, as I said, with the terrain change, you may need to be a little taller. But in that option, we're going to be right on the ground. Right so, in the wheelhouse. Anyway, if you guys want any more information, go to redneckblinds.com to check those out. And hopefully um, we helped you with your kind of a strategy or maybe we talked about some one of the scenarios you're in and we gave you an option to check out for this next deer season. Would you? Re- so you said, which one would you rather have? Oh, I'm going to go with the ghillie. Okay. I, I, I like the versatility. I like the, the really soft edge around it tying vegetation to that um gilly fabric super easy um i i, I like it i'm it, gonna go with awesome. that new burlap one mm-hmm. just because i know i can brush it in almost anywhere and uh i don't I, in the blind i don't stand up and shoot so i don't need that additional Extra height. height yep so i can go with a little bit shorter of a blind and and be perfect so that's what i would go with what's your would you read would you rather would you rather this season, take your grandpa or a new hunter in a ghillie blind early season? <laughs> early season. It'll be a new hunter. Uh, I know grandpa doesn't want to go in the heat. Yep. So, or the seed ticks. Oh, gosh. So Don't even, even bring those up. Even if I said I, I wanted him to go, he would say, uh, oh, nope, wait till I'm October. Out. Yeah. So, <laughs> it'd be a new hunter for sure. So, either situation, this is the perfect setup. Perfect scenario. So anyway, we will catch you guys next time. We'll see ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of Land and Legacy's Hunting and Habitat Management Podcast. If you like what you hear, check us out at landandlegacy.tv. You can submit a viewer question right there and we're answering on the podcast. Or find us on Facebook and Instagram. Feels pretty good knowing that from the beginning of time, God has called us to be a caretaker, gamekeeper, a manager of the land. 
So with that being said, don't you think we should do it all for the love of the land and the glory to God? Mm-hmm.